It's the doc and the deacon, stethoscope and hope, talking everything from poop to the pope. One believing in spiritual miracles, the other believes in movement bowels that are irritable. Two dads, more like two brothers, and they breaking bread like the Last Supper. This show won't get negative feedback, that be like the deacon prescribing a Z-Pack. So don't get it twisted like a Philly pretzel, Foles already told y'all that Philly special. Take notes from the knowledge they're teaching, pay attention, it's the doc and the deacon speaking. Welcome to Doc and the Deacon, a podcast about two dads, one of us believing in the power of science, one of us believing in the power of Jesus, both of us believing in the power of this cold beer. Today, um, getting ready for this episode, I was, uh, I was calling you to discuss it, and I feel like your, uh, your service was going on. I, I don't, I'm not, what are we talking about? Uh, we're talking about Sarumen. Huh? Can you hear me now? Huh? Can you hear me now? <laughs> yeah. I, I don't, you, you told me you were calling me. I'm like, I, I don't even know what that is. Oh, it's earwax. So, ju, the Reuben is earwax. Sarumen. C-E-R-U-M-E-N. I liked it better when it was the Reuben. I love Reubens. You know, that's an underrated sandwich. Oh, you know what? A Reuben is a sandwich you don't enjoy when you're a young man, and as you like. No, I agree. once you have chest hair, you're like a Reuben is delicious. It's gotta have, you know, for me, the things that are critical are a, a nice uh, sear on the bread. It needs it needs to be melty cheese. The yes. cheese has to be like nice and melty. The bread needs to be. Just toasting up, they can't hold it. Sometimes your Reuben yeah. like can't even hold the sandwich. And it's so wet. You got to be able to hold it. A sandwich is supposed to be held. Yeah, I don't want it all wet. So crispy, crispy bread, melty cheese, and and a nice, a really good pastrami. When I eat a sandwich, I can pick Corned it up, beef. take a bite, and set it back down. If I hand my sandwich to my wife, it like is a mess when she oh, hands it back yeah, to me. Yeah, never. And I was like, grab that sandwich, take a bite, control it. She hands it back to me, and I was like, what am I supposed to do with this? Ugh. I then have to get a fork and knife, and it's just, then I'm not eating a sandwich. No. All right, so we're talking about Rubens. We're talking about earwax. I thought we were talking about... Sarumen. Sur- All right. Okay. So earwax. It was better when we were talking about Rubens. I feel like we could go on and on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Somebody get me a sandwich. We, can we order at this point? Oh, my God. So you know what earwax is made of? I'm going to go with wax. Well, I guess that's right. But it's made up of a lot of little parts that go together. So there are these glands in the ear canal. Okay. In the external auditory canal. That make up the so your sebaceous and your ceruminous glands, and then there are some skin and hair, and it's all mixed together. Your skin, your hair, your salacious secretions glands, secretions. Oh, my buddy Travis knows all about secretions. <laughs> that is very true. I will tell you, there are two types of earwax. Okay, the wet type and the dry type. Okay. So the wetter earwax is like gooier, and the drier earwax is like drier. Do we all produce both, or am I like, is it a certain type of person? Like, is there a dry earwax person and a wet earwax person, or like, do I produce both? 
or am I predisposed to one or the other? Well, I actually have an otoscope here, and I'm going to take a look in your ears right now and take a look. Okay. You have a mild amount of airwax. Your ears are definitely uh, uh, cleaner than the rest of your body, and you have wet earwax. <laughs> okay. And I will tell you, um, now I have to throw out the speculum that I used mm-hmm. to look in your ear. Awesome. And uh, I only looked in your left ear because you're sitting next to me, but uh, I don't have time to do the other one right now in the midst of our podcast. All right, so what is wet, what does so wet earwax tell you it's, about me? Well, it's, it, it's actually a genetic trait. So wet earwax is dominant. Right, so if you're a, a couple and one has wet earwax and one has dry earwax and they uh, have a baby together, there is a, a much higher chance that your children have wet earwax. Also, certain uh, nationalities um, have dry earwax. So um, Asians and Native Americans have dry earwax. Okay. Also, um, old people. Old people have dry earwax. Uh, what yes. nationality are they? <laughs> they are all of the above. Yeah. They all of the above. Now today at work, I judged everybody's earwax. Really? Oh, oh yeah. And yeah. I commented on yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Since we were doing this today. You know, your earwax. Did you see any dry earwaxers? Oh, heck yeah. Heck yeah. Somebody today came in with an ankle sprain and I spent more time discussing their earwax and their ankle. Did you do a percentage to find out if wet earwax or dry earwax was predominant in your day today? So um, mostly, mostly wet, but um, definitely, and maybe it's just because I've been thinking about it. The older people had some drier earwax in there. People actually have less earwax than they often think they have unless they come in for like an ear issue yeah i can tell you it's interesting my wife produces more earwax than i'm not a i'm not a a medical professional i just um i have played one uh and i sit next to one often so i sometimes feel like it rubs off on me yeah but i megan um produces more earwax than the normal person. And I have noticed that a couple of the girls, so the youngest and the oldest, both have, I mean, you go in there and they'll like turn to the side and it's like they, they can shake their head and pop out a big ball of wax. Wow. You're like dodging their earwax as it fires out of their ears? Yeah, have you ever seen those people that do the thing where they put it in their ear? There's like a cone, like the cone of silence. You can, like, put in your ear and you light it on fire. Oh, that's called candling. Yeah. Yeah. So candling, I will point out, um, is a bad idea. Ear candling is where you light the end of a a candle. Yeah. And then you stick the other end in the ear. Yeah. And the thought is it's going to draw the earwax out. But it does. It does not. I've seen it. Well, in the end, it... The candle in the end looks dark and looks like earwax in a similar way. The um, the uh, American Academy of Otolaryngology uh, recommends otolaryngology. 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 Yes. I think you have... Oh, my gosh. Did you just give me a wet willy? I wanted to see what kind of earwax you had. But you gave me a wet willy? It's, I can't see in there, but not, it feels wet. I feel like there was a football coach who once said, to like, I'm a man. I'm 40. I'm a man. Oh, man. I'm 40. And I just got a wet willy. 
It was, it was still as I can't believe you gave me a lot. That's 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 probably in the top. Uh, I'm gonna guess uh, twenty grossest things you've ever done. You know, I know it doesn't make the top ten. You know who likes to give wet willies is is Lexi, my youngest. She will run around. She'll sneak up behind the couch and just give them all day long. She's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, uh, now that I had a wet willy, I'm ready. I'm really ready to get after the rest right, of so this episode. What are we talking about again? Huh? <laughs> Can you hear Can me you now? Hear me now? <laughs> Can you hear me now? So I will tell you, as a doctor, I mostly love earwax. Right? Somebody comes in. I have really complex patients. They have eight things wrong. They have a list longer than the amount of things you write down for research for an episode. And I go in. And I go, oh, I'm having a little bit of like a fullness in my ear. I'm having a little bit of ear ache. I'm having a little bit of hearing loss in my right ear. I literally stand up, go, oh, you have wax. We're going to clean it. Great, I can move to the next room. So it really has an impact on your ability to hear. It sure can. So your ear can basically be blocked up 80, 90% and you can hear fine. Yeah. But as soon as it gets in there and it's fully blocked, then all of a sudden your hearing is, is quite a bit decreased. And then it's time for us to try to uh, try to get that ear clean. I wonder, you know, there's some stories in the Bible about hearing, right? Hearing, uh, hearing God's word, hearing from God specifically. And I wonder, like there's a story uh, in Samuel. So there's this young boy, Samuel, and he is living with his um like a caretaker eli who is now you know his like mentor right yeah I, I i saw the book of eli yeah it's is just, that a book from the bible it's just like that <laughs> exactly yeah <laughs> uh, so samuel is like uh, a young boy he, he's studying he's learning from eli and he's laying in bed one night and and he hears uh you know samuel samuel and so he gets up and he goes out Asked Eli, he says, he says, here I am, you know, you called. And Eli's like, I, I, I didn't call you. And so, I mean, cell phones didn't exist at that point, did they? Cell phones did not exist okay, at okay. that time. So he so, didn't call him, he didn't text him. He didn't call him. How about FaceTime? He had no, none of the above. He didn't ear time him? No, he did not. <laughs> he did not ear time him. You know, I was like, uh, Kelly and Ryan this morning were talking about FaceTime. They were talking, I don't know, like protocol, like, like, etiquette for facetiming and it was like and they were talking about how sometimes they'll facetime someone and point it at the ceiling so they can't see what they're doing and i'm like well then why didn't you just call why didn't you just actually call them Mm. instead of facetiming them i'm so so confused so you know eli tells him hey i didn't call you my son go back to bed right so two more times samuel hears his name if my kid got up three times in one night ooh. Uh, man, have you ever have you ever have you ever heard that book uh, uh, that Jennifer Garner reads called called Go the F to Sleep? Uh, I I have. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. So anyway, so I'm sure I don't know that Eli wanted that. So e- Eli Samuel gets up a couple more times. Finally, Eli realizes, oh, you know what? I think this is God calling him. And so, you know, he realizes the Lord calling to Samuel. So he says, Samuel, go lie down. Did God call collect? Like, will you accept this? Like, if that happened, remember back in the day when oh, you used to call collect? Gosh. Will you accept this call, this collect call from God? <laughs> John Basiglio. 
Right. We, I go to Maine. We might, when I was a kid, we used to go to Maine on vacation. And I met John Basiglio from Long Island. And he taught me how to make a collect call. So I called <laughs> my, my grandmother collect in Florida from Maine. And just because I could. And yeah. she and we talked. And my, I got in so much trouble. Yeah. yeah. More trouble than Samuel? Yes. <laughs> so anyway, you know, Samuel goes, he lays back down. And, and, and Eli tells him, if, if you hear it again, say, speak, Lord. Your servant is listening. So Samuel goes, lays back down. He hears his name being called again. And he says, speak, Lord. Your servant is listening. And from that, you know, a couple of times, it's like God revealed a bunch of stuff to Samuel through that conversation and talked to him about all the things he was getting ready to do and all that. And from that, we, you know, was was born a hymn. Um that, that came out and it says, oh, give me Samuel's ear. The open ear, O Lord, alive and quick to hear each whisper of thy word, like him to answer at thy call and to obey thee, first of all. Oh. Right, so um, it's often a prayer or a version of that. I'm sure like, like medical patients who can't hear yeah. Right. Then and, and you're frustrated and you go and you seek counsel from your physician, like what's going on with my ear? There are times when I feel like I'm I'm all clogged up and I can't even hear what's going on. Like I don't know what God's trying to do because I've got like all these things going on and I'm like, okay, God, uh, I need I need to hear what you're trying to tell me because mm. I'm not sure what's going on. And so I often will refer back to that prayer because it's such a great Samuel goes on to to do some amazing things uh and you know we even hear uh in Romans when Paul is talking in Romans 10 17 he says so faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of Christ wow well I like that but if Christ was having trouble hearing I could help it I could help fix his uh, his earwax issues. There are a bunch of things we could do to help fix it. But not candling. Not ear candling. The one thing we can do is a term called ceruminolytics. Ceruminolytics. Yeah, it's basically drops that we put in the ears. Okay. One of which is hydrogen peroxide type things. Uh, actually, uh, are you supposed to bounce up and down when you do? Like, does it help if you put, because I always put one hand over the ear and then jump up and down while you're doing, does that make it work around better or no? No, that's, I mean, that was a real question. (laughs) No, no. You like turn to the side and I try to let it fall uh, in. You put my hand and then jump around. You lay on your bed and you turn on your side and you put three to five drops in and you stay there for a minute while it tries to break up the wax. The uh, most common uh, uh, prescription used is Debrox, which is carbamide peroxide, which is a little bit less aggressive. Some people use mineral oil. And okay. in my office, to be, when we clean out someone's ears, we actually put in liquid docusate or um, basically a stool softener in the ears to help loosen it before actually step two happens, which is uh, irrigation. So people have crap coming out of their ears? They have a cerumen or earwax coming out of the ears, which is a combination of... But you just said stool softener. Well, they don't, but it is softens the it softens everything. And then in, in my practice, honestly... Well, uh, that's good, because I, I feel like sometimes when I talk, I have poop coming out of my mouth. 
Um, or that's what my wife says. I'm like, whatever. And our producer. And, everything. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so then uh, we irrigate them out with some like warm water. You don't want to use cold. Oftentimes mixed with a little bit of hydrogen peroxide or some uh, uh, docusate. And uh, then my nurse goes in and often cleans out the ears. And I get to go to the next room and I catch up on a few minutes. So I have this vision of um, somebody standing there with... Uh, like, do you put something around the ear to protect? And then somebody standing with gloves and like a big face mask and like this hose contraption to shoot in the ear and wax and in water spraying everywhere. Kind of. We put a chuck, which is basically like a plastic throw rug on your shoulder. Yeah. We actually have you hold a little basin that kind of cuts oh, up so to your is, ear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then there is a large syringe that has about 200 milliliters of fluid. Okay. And then you want to enter in the ear into the top third of the ear and you want to angle towards the top of the ear and with a hard pressure, uh, with your thumb pushing down, really squirt the fluid into the ear and try to dislodge the wax out. Have we ever tried using vodka to do that? Not in days. Okay. Not in days. It's an interesting idea. It is an interesting idea. Um, um, I still don't think that I'm going to be the trailblazer for the vodka and ears. Actually, water's a lot cheaper than vodka. Unless mm. you buy bottled water. Why is some bottled water cost $4? But that's a whole other issue. Well, have and you then, seen these new alkaline waters? Like, the, the you know, it's all about being basic and different... You know, a basic water that doesn't have a charge. Uh, I mean, if you haven't uh, been able to realize my thoughts on pseudoscience and selling a gel or a antioxidant or a basic water, um, I would rather have my you shove wax into my ears. Do you believe in testosterone boosters? Um, I believe in... Trying to help replace testosterone for people with hypogonadism or low testosterone than needed. But another way that you can clean ears out <laughs> is actually by going in and removing it. So at the end of this episode, what so I how want you, you get to you do... You go in and remove... With a curette. I mean, you with have what? little tools. We have tools that you can use with lights where you can go in and basically remove and pull out some of the wax... I sometimes, if it's uh, towards the external canal, I'm able to just go in with my lights and uh, remove the wax uh, by pulling it out. But are we? Hold on. Are you talking about Q-tips? No, 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 no. Q-tips are the enemy. I'm sorry. Q-tips are the enemy. Q-tip is the enemy. Like the the dude from Tribe Called Quest. You on point tip? All the time, five. You're on point, Tim. All the time, five. You're on point, Tim. All the time, five. We'll play the resurrector and give the dead some life. You, you know, there's a funky introduction of how nice I am. I'll tell your mother, I'll tell your brother, send a telegram. You, you know, Tribe Called Quest, that Q-tip is the enemy? You know what? It, it, no, no, he's not. And I actually even enjoyed a Q-tip solo career. Yeah, what do you have? Uh, 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 it's a vibrant thing yeah. and a vibrant thing. Yes. No, no, I, I'm all for Q-tip. But Q-tips, per se, uh, basically get the end of the cotton swab dirty and push the rest of the wax in. And from... Uh, yeah, but I feel like I'm an expert Q-tip user, and I know how to get it to wrap oh. around and get everything to come out without... 
I'm not an expert Q-tip That's user. That's what everyone seems to say. Is that, are you look, you're looking at me like uh, there's no such thing as well, an you know what? Q-tip I, user. I, uh, um, I have a job that's recession-proof, right? People are going to continue to stick Q-tips in their ears. They're con- going to continue to then get an obstruction of their ears, and they're going to have to come in, and I'm going to have to clean their ears. And, and I want to thank Q-tips it. for that. I will tell you, in 2014... But you're not going to use vodka. I'm not going to use vodka. In 2014, you would have a better job if there you were did. 200 million dollars of Q-tips sold in the United States. 200 million dollars between and 1990 and 2010, there were 260,000 visits to the emergency room that were related to Q-tip use. But it's not even really called a Q-tip. Q-tip but is a brand. Q-tip is a brand. It's like uh, what what, are the, what is it actually called? Well, it's like saying I want a, a Schwab, a cotton Schwab, a co- what is it called? Like, it's called a Q-tip. A cotton no. sw- it's called a cotton swab. Yes. Exactly. Um, would you let Is someone- there going to be a drum? Like, oh, man, what if there was a something drum? You mean... Um, well, I mean, there's a bongo drum and a... But I mean a real, like a... Like a... Like a deacon... Or a dox... Or a deacon... Well, let's be honest. Um, nothing's going to We want to keep earwax. We want to keep earwax off your eardrum. Yeah, but I want something named after me, like Q-tip. Well, I doubt that Dr. Drum and Eardrum will ever be quite as famous. Yeah. But I wonder, would you use someone else's headphones? Yeah. Like that wouldn't throw you off? Well, what were we talking, over-the-ear headphones or in-the-ear? Oh, in-the-ear, like the Apple ones. I'd wipe them off, but but then I'd use them. You're not scared of ear boogers? But I would never use someone else's Q-tip. I'd use the other end. Uh, Do you think you've ever been in a spot where, like, somebody used half their Q-tip and you're like, can I get that other end? (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) You know know what? Uh, There's probably been a time. Because then it's all good and lubed up. You shouldn't use... Q-tips anyway. Oh, Stop it with the Q-tip It was a trick thing. question. It was, was a trick, trick question. question. It was a trick this, question. This show is rigged. It was a trick question. I think I'm not even playing these games anymore. Well, you know what? Earwax actually helps to lubricate your ears. It has antimicrobial effects. It prevents infection. It helps uh, uh, protect against trauma at times. And so earwax is good. Earwax is good. I have learned that. And I, I actually stopped cleaning my ears um, I stopped using Q-tips. Q-tips are bad. You, listen, you know what they say in the Bible, in Matthew 11, it says, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. And you know what? If he's not listening to the word of God, buy him some Q-tips. You know what I say? Can you hear me now? Uh, listen, it's, it is so important. Uh, I, I love the, the medical aspect of this and talking about, because earwax can have a stigma to it, right? And now it's, it's cool to know that it's, it's something that's actually beneficial, that provides some medical benefit to us. And, you know, from a faith perspective, I think, you know, being open to, it's not just, you know, that, but, but being open to hearing and being open to listening like I know you talk about listening to your body, right? And you have to be open and willing to do that. And a lot of times we can close those doors and close things off to not, uh, to not listen to our body, to not listen to our environment and the things around us. And, and you know, I find 
when I'm more oriented in that way and when I'm more focused on really tuning in and listening and saying, God, what, okay, here I am. Uh, I'm listening. What do you got? Then uh, uh, I normally have better days. Well, you know what you should get is like have to do like four Hail Marys for giving me a wet willy. <laughs> I don't do Hail Marys. <laughs> okay. I, I'm a Protestant. You know, I was in, I was in the Catholic Church uh, for... For something, and the and the priest was giving communion, and I said, I said, what am I supposed to say? <laughs> I've never done this. He's, I'm a Protestant. He's like, oh no, 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 you don't do this. I'll give you a blessing. He, he was, I said, yeah, but I'm hungry. <laughs> he said, there'll be food later, son. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? Earwax is a good thing. It'll protect your ears. And Doc and the Deacon is here to protect you from using Q-tips. Two things you can count on. The Doc is in. And the deacon is speaking. Can you hear me now? Uh, as always, we are produced by Tucker Butler. Music by my boy, Franchise. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Doc Deacon. Uh, check out our website, uh, docandthedeacon.com. Oh, yeah. We have Instagram uh, at docandthedeacon.com. And believe it or not, we are also married to two wonderful women who continue to support us. Uh, and allow us to do this. And we're going to give them wet willies tonight. Mine has dry earwax, so I'm hoping the wet willy will uh, make it a little wetter. Oh, Canada. Oh, Canada. Peace. Peace. Excellent brain trust to market it. Brandis, that's set in stone like the Ten Commandments. This show gonna be around for infinite years. I think we can all agree on ice cold beers. 100% authentic, you can't fake it. Often imitated, but never duplicated. So knowledgeable, take a lot of facts in. Now I'm coming to close it like a Roldis Chapman.